0: Let's open our Bibles, Uh, John chapter 14, John chapter 14, the gospel of John, we're going to talk about hope today, John chapter 14, we got way ahead here, John chapter 14, you know, uh, y'all know what that is? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of needed that a little bit here recently, huh? But, you know, I got this old car, and I, I love my old car, and uh, some people make fun of me, but I love it because uh, I can do anything with it. I can put anything in it, on it, go anywhere with it. But, but uh, the A.C. went out, right? And so I've been kind of repairing it, and, and, and uh, I got it working. Sort of. Have you ever work on something? You sort of, sort of get it working, and it's discouraging, isn't it? You sort of get it, and I and I sort of got it, but it wasn't working right, and I was I was getting real discouraged. And uh, I talked to uh, uh, our friend Alex, and uh, he said to me, "Keep at it." I'd heard that before somewhere. <laughs> he told me to keep at it. He says, "You'll get it. Keep at it." And, uh, you know, so that kind of gave me a little bit of hope that, you know, I could get it. But, but this is kind of what it is here. I mean, you know, are you kidding me? But, but the thing is, I, I, I kept at it, like he said, and I read somewhere about this possible reason. And I should have known already, but I didn't because I was just learning. But there's a little thing right inside there that was kind of plugged up. But I didn't, I didn't know, and I, I got, they gave me a new one with the kit, and I said, ah, uh, it said if needed. So I figured, nah, we don't need it, so I put it aside. <laughs> you know, well, that was just ignorance. So, but I figured, yeah, that kind of, you know, that's probably it, because, so, but once I heard about that, once I read about that, you know what, I kind of had this weight lifted off my shoulders, I kind of had this hope. This is a strange, interesting story. I know you may not kind of get it unless you work on cars, but if you got this challenge and then you kind of have a picture of, of how you're going to get through and you kind of get this hope. I had some hope and, and I had the hope and that hope kept me going and it kept me functioning even when I didn't have the time to go work on that. But before that, like, my mind is just, was just, like, consumed. You ever get like this? So, I can't think of anything else, but why is that thing wrong? But when I had this hope, I, had, I was able to go about my normal life. And I said I was proud. Yeah, my abnormal life. I get it. And, and uh, know that I was going to get to that, and I, was, and I had hope. I had this expectation that I was going to be able to, to do something there. And that's the thing about hope, you know. Hope is, is something for the future. Hope keeps us going. Without hope, how do we keep going? When we're in this hopeless state, and, and I, I don't know about you, but sometimes you get to this place where you're just hopeless, like, nothing is ever gonna get better. Nothing is ever gonna be right. Nothing is ever gonna work out. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And you got all this negativity going on, and, and you are completely in this state of hopelessness. Any of you ever get like that? Don't be afraid to admit it. I get like that. You know, but it's tough to keep going when you, hit, when you get into that space, isn't it? It's very tough. And nothing seems to make any sense. Well, you know, we do this festival of hope, but it's all about hope. But I want to say to you today that it's not just hope in, in the kind of current understanding of hope. Because really, when you think, uh, you know, I hope this and I hope that, it's kind of there's a natural hope and then there's a spiritual hope, I think. And, and I read this uh, quote, and I'll, I'll read it for you. It says there's a natural hope and a spiritual hope. He says... Of that natural hope, Benjamin Franklin said, he that lives upon hope will die fasting. Whoa. Yeah. Meaning the, the, the natural hope's not it's not going to provide, it's not going to get you anywhere. Someone else said this, that it's like snow in the desert. But I like this, this is a little bit more interesting. An anonymous writer said that hope... And he's speaking again about the natural hope the world the hope of the world you know this wishful thinking kind of hope you know I hope that you know kind of you some of you saying I hope that he ends soon and that's wishful thinking I will guarantee you But someone says you know hope is a quivering nervous creature trying to be bright and cheerful but alas, frequently sick, a bed with nervous prostration and heart failure. Yeah, that's, that's hope for you. But that's, 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 that's all going to get you. You know, the kind of hope is, you know, I hope that I get a raise. That's wishful thinking. I hope... I hope, I hope, and we, we kind of use that word a lot, but you know what, it's, it's so much deeper than that, and the Bible the Bible has a, a hope that is so much deeper than that. It's this confident expectation, it's, it's something that God is going to do, you see. It's something that God is, is our hope is in Him, and that, that what He has promised, He will keep, He will fulfill. That's way deeper than just, I hope this, I hope that. It's, it's in this hope, and I and I like that song because he talks about that the video we played, he, that, that hope that's deep within me. It's a deep hope. It's not just surface. It's a hope in what God will do. And we look forward, I don't know about you, but I look forward in hope to a new home. I look forward in hope to a new body. I know I'm... Pretty good already, but what are you laughing about? Believable, you people. You know, a place where there's no more sin, no more sorrow, no more tears, and no more death. I look forward and hope to that. I I have this expectation that what God has promised. You see, that that's the kind of hope that keeps us going. That this isn't all there is here, this stuff that we face here. Now, we got to deal with this stuff here. But if we have a hope that's in us, that's like the hope I had that I was going to be able to finish that project. I was able to keep going with the the stuff of, of everyday life. That we have a hope in heaven that God has got a place for us. That's why I asked you to turn to John 14. Let's read that now together. Look at John 14. John 14 and and verse 1, what does it say there? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Jesus speaking here. He said, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. That's hope, right? That, that he's preparing a place for us. He's there even now. Jesus is preparing a place for you and for me. That this life isn't all there is. The hopelessness of this world. And, uh, Ephesians talks about being you know, without hope and without God in the world. And that's kind of the, the, the current situation. But Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to return. The Bible says that's the, our blessed what? Our blessed hope that he's going to return, he's going to come back, he's he's, he's made these promises and he's going to keep his promises. So I I just want you to have that hope, I have this hope deep within my soul, that it's not just about getting a raise, it's not just about having the things we want in this life, it's about what he is going to do in the future for you and for me. Now, we can have hope about some of the stuff that we're dealing with in this life, and I believe as we pray and we bring those things to Him, He works stuff out. I believe that. We see Him answer prayers over and over and over and over again. But there's even a deeper hope than just the stuff in this life. That's what I'm talking about here today. That hope that keeps us steady, that holds us steady. Hebrews 6.19, we have this hope, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. You know, without hope, what's going to hold you steady? What's going to keep you anchored? Is it that job that, you know, you have that is, you know, maybe going good today but may not go so good tomorrow? The health that you have today that, that... Maybe you're in good health today, but maybe not so much tomorrow. Maybe you got a big fat bank account right now, but what about tomorrow? It's all these things in life that are very changeable. If we, if we put our hopes in those things, we're going to be all over the map because those things come and those things go, right? But he says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure that's the hope of Jesus, isn't it? Okay. What's that? You know, though it's on our flag, and I'm going to disappoint some of you, it doesn't come from government. Just in case you didn't know, it doesn't come from government. Man. Man. It only comes from God. Right. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of the most favorite verses, and I think this is why he says, well, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope. In a future, this, this hope that comes from God, it's his plan, it's his purpose to give us hope. It may not be the kind of hope that we're thinking of. It may, may not deal with the things that we're thinking of. But he's, he's, he says, I've got a plan for you, a purpose for you. And, and I think that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, I've got, a, I got a, a place. I'm preparing it for you right now. The old King James uses the word mansions. I like that. You know? You know, if you ever look for a house and, and, and uh, you, you just kind of look at, and now you can do this on the internet easily you can you know, say well I'm going to look for a mansion and you can go and look at houses that are like you know a hundred times out of your budget or whatever and, and go wow that's a mansion that, that's a place for me well I don't know if they really have mansions as heaven it, really it says places literally and that's a better translation but you know what it's going to be incredible, way incredible. Because God has got this plan, you see. I want to give you some hope because I think God wants to give you some hope today and God wants to give you a hope in a future and hold on to that. Hold on to this verse. That's why it's such a popular, such a favorite verse of so many because people hold on to it because they're battered around and pushed around and they, they have to know that God has got some hope for me. God has got some hope for you. He's got a future for you. This is one of my favorite verses, though, this next one, and I bring it up often. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to put that in us. See, he's the God of hope. If you don't have any hope, you need to go to the God of hope. And by his Holy Spirit, he can bring this hope within us. In the book of Hosea, the, the prophet says, you know, that God can take the valley of Achor, and that word means trouble. He can, take, he can make the valley of Achor a door of hope. Only God can do that. Take a valley. That's full of trouble and make it into a door of hope. He can open it out and it'll open out into a door of hope. Only God can do that. The world cannot do that. The world cannot do that, but God can do that. Because he is the God of hope. I want you to turn with me to the book of Lamentations. That's uh, about the, sort of to the middle, to the right a little bit of, uh, of the middle of your Bible. Lamentations right after Jeremiah because... Lamentations is the book of the Lamentations of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Very good. you amazing. You amaze me. Lamentations chapter 3. I couldn't get them all up on the screen for you, so I wanted you to turn here because this is another one that I think you know where it is. Look, he says in verse 19, he says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. How many of us can relate to those verses? But look at verse uh, 21, he says, But yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have what? I have hope. Because I call this to mind. I remember these things. And this is what he's talking about from verse 22. He says, Because of the Lord's great love or mercies, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. To the one who seeks Him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So many times we get stuck up in verses 19 and 20. We never get to verses 20 through 26. He says, I call this to mind and therefore I have hope. That's why, that's why I say over and over again, we need to be people of this book. We need to be people who open this book. And, and if you're in a hopeless situation, you need to open the Bible. Because God has words of hope for you and for me. I don't know how many times I've been in that place. And, and I say, i got to find something. i got to read. i gotta, I got to hear from God to like, get me out of this thing, this rut. And these words and the words that come from from this book has lifted me up time and time and time and time again. I'm getting ready to celebrate my uh, spiritual birthday. Forty years. Forty years. September 1st. That's coming up soon, right? Forty years. And you know what? God God has lifted me. God has kept me going from the affliction, the wandering, the bitterness and the gall, the The downcast, God is the one who has given me hope. So I can keep going. He's the one who's kept me steady. Where does it all start? It all starts with Christ, doesn't it? Christ in you. The hope of glory. That's where it all starts. That's where it all finishes. That's where it all goes. That Jesus in our hearts is the hope the hope of glory. We're going to have communion here in a few minutes, but I want, to, I want to encourage you that no matter what is going on, that the hope is found in Jesus. Do you have him in your life? It's got to be Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, number one, or you, have, you're, you haven't left the starting gate yet. You've got to have Jesus in your hearts. Jesus in us, the hope of glory. That hope and what God has promised, and what God will do. Jesus is our hope. I want you to think about that for a second. Jesus is our hope. We're going to celebrate communion now. We're going to pass it out. But what what we're celebrating is the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. See, that's the biggest picture of hope that you and I have. That's why we're called to celebrate it repeatedly, over and over again. You see, Jesus died. They put him to death. It was a cruel, wicked death. But the Bible tells us that he went there willingly. Now, if Jesus would have been kept in the grave, and if they knew where he was still buried at some place in in Jerusalem there, what hope would you and I have today? None. None. But you see, Jesus was buried in the the third day. He rose from the dead, defeating death, conquering sin. That's where our hope is found. That's where our hope starts. That's where it finishes. When we get to heaven, you can read the book of Revelation. It's incredible. It's fascinating. It's hard to understand. There's so so many parts of it. I still am going like, whoa, what is that? But I know one thing is that, that you, you read over and over the worship and the praise that is there, and it's all focused on the Lamb. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb at, who, who, they see Him, and you can see the scars on Him. The scars from where He was slain, it says. And the worship for what he's done. You know, we have just a little glimpse of how big it is, of how powerful, how important it is. But when we get there, it's going to be, going to be all so crystal clear. The hope begins with Jesus. It continues with him. And in heaven, we're going to see it's all about him. He's our hope. Let's pray together, and uh, then we'll pass out the communion. And, and please, uh, please take it but only if you have made him your hope. We're going to sing a song as we're passing it out. Jesus, be my Savior. Jesus, be my Lord. If that's the cry of your heart, then you partake and you say, you're my only hope. You are my hope today. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that, that he came to give us hope. The power of hope, the true hope, that hope that's deep within our souls that only comes from you, Father. As you have sent Jesus to be our Savior, to be our Lord, to be our all in all, and, and that as we invite him into our hearts and lives, we have Christ send us the hope of glory. The hope of that glorious home in heaven where sin has no place, where tears have no place, sorrow has no place. The suffering that we face here, the wandering and the, the bitterness has no place Father, we look forward to that. But we thank you again as we even now think and consider the cross that Jesus had to to pay that price for us to have this hope. We thank you for that. I pray here today, Lord, if there's anyone here this morning who has never, ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's all you need to do. We heard about it yesterday that as Patrick talked about, just asking Jesus into your heart. That's all you need to do and sing and, and pray. Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord. And open your heart and life and let him in. He will, and he will come in. It's a promise. Hope is found in him. Father, we take a moment just to quietly consider have I made that step? Have I, have I let him into my life? Truly, is Christ in me? We can't do it without you. We confess that. We humble ourselves. We have no hope apart from you. And be with us now, even as we partake and as we sing together, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.